Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Justice. I am very pleased to have Laura and Victoria. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. So, in this podcast, we will be discussing this case study in which, in many species of birds, the male has brilliant plumage, which attracts females of the same species. Think of the peacock, the china pheasant, the many varieties of parrots, and so on. Is it correct to say that the male plumage is beautiful or that the female birds find the plumage beautiful? Can birds appreciate beauty? How would you go about trying to answer this question? If the only observation we can make is that the females are indeed attracted by the plumage? Is there human beauty versus bird beauty? If so, should all our references to beauty be of the form beautiful to whom? Or are only human beings able to appreciate beauty? And if so, what is it about human beings that gives them the that gives them this distinction? And um before we start, did everyone sign the forms? I have signed the forms. Uh, yes, I have signed the form as well. Okay, great. So we have 10 questions to go through, um, 10 research prompts. The first one will be Laura. Laura? Hello, my name is Laura. I go to FIU and my major is in psychology. To start off, we're going to be talking about the biology, the biology base of a male plumage. Um, we must understand why the male plumage is considered to have beauty. So in the animal kingdom, there's a thing called sexual selection. Yeah, it's like the nature's version of a beauty contest, but male birds love to flaunt their colorful, their colorful plumage to attract mates during a courtship. They think of it of they think of it as their way of saying like, "Hey, ladies, come see me. I'm strong. I'm healthy, and I'm perfect for mating." And believe it or not, the females are paying close attention to it. They often prefer males that have the brightest and most elaborate feathers in the way they move them, as you would see with peacocks. And it's not only about the looks, but a flashy plumage also comes in handy for things like snagging away a perfect nesting spot or defending a territory. It will scare off other predators. And a lot of other research also suggests that male and female plumage can be influenced by the environment. So those colors might also help those birds blend into their surroundings or adapt to changing their habitats. And all this information was found from a research paper that I had read on flights of fancy in a University of Cambridge paper. Thank you, Laura. Um, the second research prompt is the perception of beauty. Um, examine the concept of beauty from a philosophical and psychological perspective. What is beauty and how was it defined in human aesthetics? How might the perception of beauty differ among species, particularly between humans and birds? So, um, Philosophical beauty is basically, you know, it's in the mind of the person that beholds the object. And what is beautiful to one observer may not be the same for, for another. And um, it's basically based on feelings, um, the, the feeling of pleasure in, in, in particular, you know, personal taste. And the, um, the psychology of beauty has pretty much to do with the individual's self-worth and feelings about their own self. So that's for part two. 
Thank you, Justice. So um, I'm going to talk about the bird behavior and the, the mate selection. Um, typically, the male birds use a few things to attract attention of the female birds. This is color, next, nest uh, construction ability. Uh, they can play song or dance to seduce the female. The plumage, as we see, plays a big role in the mating process. For example, the peahens, they are choosing their mating partner by uh, stopping in front of the peacock and allowing her to assess the male at 90 degrees. He then will turn around and display the feathers uh, in the sun's azimuth, so the sun will accentuate his uh, looks. Peahens also analyze the body symmetry, which can show signs of injury or genetic disorders. In the example of uh, China pheasants, uh, the female's attention will be um, mostly focused on his on the male's tail. Courtship occurs in the spring, which is uh, fun to watch. And you'll notice that the males try to show off, often displaying their ruff with no, with the, when the, there is no hands around. Although the males do not acquire the beauty colorful, colorful plumage until the second year of their lives, they are still fertile in the first year. Uh, in uh, parrots, the ornate males with brighter color feathers are preferred by females, which means that the parrot with brighter color has higher immunity. This is a sign for the female to select her partner uh, being sure that he will be healthy and has a strong immunity. So that's about it. Thank you, Victoria. Now going into prompt four over here, we're going to be talking about the aesthetic preferences in birds, um, why birds have preferences for specific visual characteristics in the plumage, such as the color, the symmetry, and the orientation of it, um, and why humans perceive that as beauty based on their own characteristics. So um, with this, I have found that humans are very open to the symmetry and the color of birds because as had just this mentioned before, the colors and stuff like that would give them a certain pleasure that they would consider a beauty to it. Um, and same with birds, that the symmetry in the plumage patterns is another aspect that birds find attractive and mostly signals development and stability or genetic quality and potential mates. And a lot of females look out for this. Um, you could also see this in other animals like zebras, where they look out for certain patterns and they'll actually mate based on that. Um, as well with the colors, as Victoria had mentioned, they love bright, vibrant colors. They indicate that it's better health and that they can acquire better resources and potential parents in birds will look for that. For humans, um, it is a very significant role that we find. We are very stimulated to things that are organized and have vivid coloration. So when we see birds that have blue and greens, um, they have a minor effect on it. But when you see red, um, it has a major effect on our mind and we are more attracted to those. And studies have suggested that humans tend to rank the attractiveness of birds based on the lightness and the pattern of the color alone, not even on the style of the plumage. And this aligns with the idea that shape and like the grayscale scale patterns provide a primary information for how humans perceive things. Um, and with this, they have their own characteristics of beauty where they might find red more pretty. And as history goes on, um, 
we change these opinions over time, but certain stuff like the color will stay implanted. And I found a couple of studies on it through this paper called Human Preferences of Colorful Birds. Um, and it was a great paper to read. Thank you, Laura. For prompt five, um, it wants us to investigate the cognitive abilities of birds, um, particularly the visual perception and decision-making process. And in, in addition, whether birds can distinguish these variations in plumage that humans might, might consider beautiful. So um, birds possess re um, remarkable cognitive abilities. Um, such as advanced visual perception and decision-making processes. So while their perception of beauty may not align with human aesthetics, they can distinguish between variations in plumage and other visual cues for, um, for various of uh, purposes. Um, birds have excellent color vision that you know might might actually be better than than humans. Um, these species can perceive a wide spectrum of colors, um, such as ultraviolet colors that's invisible to, to the human eye. Um, many bird species, you know, they play a crucial role in um, attracting mates and the vibrant colors and the intricate plumage during the um, courtship of male and female birds, you know, it, it shows it. Um, so while birds may not appreciate beauty in the same way humans do, their visual perception and decision-making processes are finely tuned to serve various survival and, re and reproductive purposes. Uh, thank you. I'll be talking about the comparative aesthetics and uh, what is the difference between the con concept of beauty in birds and in humans. So as uh, we've been discussing until now, uh, we can see that um, for birds, the concept of uh, beauty refers to their plumage, but in the mating process, the female uh, birds, they select their partners um, mostly because these characteristics associate with them being fit, young, and fertile. In uh, humans, uh, there is a lot of other characteristics that leads to beauty, not only the plumage. There is um, the height, the body, uh, you can say the color of the eyes, the, the hair. There is so much uh, the proportion of the face. Uh, I think the beauty in uh, humans, it's much harder to, to be determined. There is a lot of more criteria than the beauty in birds. Thank you, Victoria. Next, we'll be moving on to the evolutionary significance. So this part will be analyzing the ability to appreciate beauty, both in humans and potentially in birds, and how the perception of beauty and male selection contributes to the survival and fitness of the species. Now, I already know that we covered a lot of this in the other prompts, but with humans, the ability to appreciate beauty has a deep evolutionary root. Throughout our history, individuals were attracted to certain physical and behavioral traits and then potential that you would try to find in potential mates. Um, and this would increase the likelihood of reproducing and passing on those good quality genes. 
Now, for this preference of beauty isn't just superficial. Um, it often correlates with stuff like fertility and genetics, as we spoke about. And we are usually drawn to a person's appearance and um, potential of fitness of their offspring. So with birds, um, they also have a certain I would say appreciation for beauty, especially when it comes to the mate selection. Um, they love going for the vibrant colors, as we said, and their perception of beauty also contributes to survival and fitness. So when choosing these mates, they have certain aesthetic preference, as we spoke about, same as humans do. And another thing is the proximity within each other. Usually they'll choose whoever is nearest as well for this, um, but the best that they can do. And they also like a little bit of diversity and adaption. So the diversity for preference of beauty goes very different across um, all species. They're contributing to the life on earth, but it also fosters a genetic um, diversity within our populations, which is essential for the adaptation that we need and the evolutionary um, moments that we need to change the environment and also for the long-term survival of these species. So you see some of these birds and their plumage will change over time. Um, some of them can be used for camouflage and some of them can be used for attraction, uh, but they do change over time if you see um, a variation of a certain bird over the years. And humans also change over time. For example, one thing I could bring up is our molars. Uh, we had molars back in the day because it was helpful for us to eat in a certain way because we didn't have the accesses that we have now. And now our molars have no use. <laughs> we had to take them out with the wisdom teeth surgery. So evolutionary, um, the evolution in this part does take a big space as to why uh, these birds have so much beauty and so do we because we change it over time in order to have better male selection. Thank you, Laura. Um, second to last is to investigate whether there is evidence of cross-species communication or appreciation for beauty, you know, such as humans creating art on music that is intended to appeal to birds. Um, there, there are some studies that have explored the effects of human music uh, but particularly classical or calming music on bird behavior. While it is not clear if birds perceive this as beauty in the way humans do, they may be influenced by the sounds. So, for example, if you're playing music near bird feeders, um, that can attract birds or, or reduce stress in, um, cap in um, captive birds. The, the interplay between different species perceptions of beauty you know it's it's a complex topic it's important to recognize that beauty is a highly subjective uh, concept and what is beautiful to one species may not be to to the, the different species so um the ways in which humans interact with and modify their environments can inadvertently inf influence bird behavior but it's often driven by the practical considerations such as food, shelter, and um, safety rather than aesthetics. So um, overall, while there may be some indirect influences of human-created stimuli on, on birds, the concept of beauty is um, it's, it's difficult to apply across species with different sensory perceptions and evolutionary histories. Um, it's it's more meaningful to consider how humans can coexist with and support bird populations through conservative 
through conservation efforts and habitat. Uh, thank you, Justice. So I'm going to talk about the interdisciplinary approach, um, how the biology, psychology, philosophy, and aesthetics uh, combined gain a, uh, help us gain a comprehensive understanding of beauty in the natural world. So um, I really like the story, the a beautiful mountain that we had in the podcast too. Um, it ha it's a very good example of how uh, the beauty of the natural world and psychology can work together. And sometimes uh, it can blur the image in front of us. And because we have other worries and other things we need to think about, we don't see the beauty that it's in front of us. But if somebody just points us to it and makes us think deeply and meditate about the beauty of the nature uh, we are we can open our eyes uh, the same example that it was in the, this short story so uh, i think of course the nature that uh, surrounds us it's beautiful with vibrant colors um, and everything has a purpose the greens of the trees they have something to give us as well and it's in the same time beautiful but for every person, uh, the nature, they take it differently. If this is for someone, it's beautiful for someone, they don't focus about it. So I think that the beauty, it's in the mostly it's in the eyes of the beholder. And um, for everyone, it looks in a different way. Okay, thank you, Victoria. Um, we'll be talking about the last part now, which is the ethical implications of it. Um, so while we do appreciate and have perceptions of beauty in nature's influence, um, our ethical treatment of animals can be seen different. So this, this has real world implications on us, especially for conservative efforts and is why we have them. Um, when we acknowledge that animals have a beauty, it strengthens our attraction towards them. And we wanna kind of get more involved and see what's going on because we are attracted to the beauty. Um, and for this, I believe that we have to strengthen our morals and we have to protect these habitats and their biodiversity. So we see a lot that these people um, will have these rare animals that they find beautiful, including birds, and they will keep them in a, a, in a conservative um, habitat where they are able to watch them. And sometimes these animals are not in the right habitat. Um, and it's not just about preserving our nature for our own sake as well, but it's also for the sake of all living things that are in it. So because of our inclusion in the nature and how much we love to be watching things that are interesting to us, we tend to get included in these habitats that have no interest with us in it. And if anything, we can destroy these things and then we end up ruining the habitats for the birds and they end up becoming rare. And that's when we have to keep them in and we have to kind of bring up their reproduction. Um, but we have to understand these challenges that our treatments of birds go in many other contexts. So whether it's in captivity or in research labs or in industrial farming, um, recognizing the beauty that animals perceive urges us to reconsider our actions. So um, I say that we should probably greet them with better empathy, compassion, and justice, acknowledging that they have done a lot for our environment and they have a space in it. So although we can appreciate beauty, we should appreciate it from afar. And also understanding beauty in nature 
can really deepen our appreciation for the interconnectedness of life because um, it reminds us that we're not separated from the natural world. We're actually a part of it. And this holistic perspective encourages a lot more um, sustainability and it also can help you be more respectful with your interactions with nature because you can feel more as you are a part of it more than you are just taking from it that a lot of people used to do. So instead you can just involve yourself in the things around you. You can be one with it and you can still appreciate the beauty of nature while still being ethical. And as we navigate our ethical responsibilities towards animals and the environment, we have to remember that the beauty that they perceive and the values that they hold are different from what we have. And we have to embrace that at a worldview that honors the richness of the lives of all forms with empathy and with harmony with the natural world. Um, and this was all I had to say for this part. Thank you, Laura. Very nice answer. Very well said. I think you're Thank right. You, Laura. you said so many right things about the beauty of the nature and that we just need to look at it from the far. We don't need to involve in it. If you have like a flower, you don't have to break it and give it to someone. You can just admire it, how it's growing. So I, I like how you, you talk about this part and the sustainability thing. Thank you. So is it correct to say that the male plumage is beautiful? or that the female birds find the plumage beautiful? And can birds appreciate beauty? Victoria? Uh, yes, I think um, the birds can appreciate in a certain uh, way their be the beauty in, uh, in their environment. But I think when they choose each other as a future partners, the female birds are more attracted to their to the color just because this signified that they're young and they're fertile and they have a good immunity and they can um, can mate together as um, as in humans we are more like more attracted to the picture picture before uh, in front of us and there is a lot of characteristic that they, that tells us that this thing is beautiful and we sometimes we just look at the picture and we like it um, we like to meditate about it, to think about the deeper meaning. But birds, they just need to have someone who is going to be suitable to breed in the future with them. So I think they can see that they are beautiful. They can appreciate beauty, but not at the same level as humans. Amazing. And I also agree with Victoria on many things. Um, I think that individuals like us, we will prefer a pretty picture over um, characteristics that would help us in a mate selection. While birds are more focused on what they need best, they need better quality um, partners for mating. So they will go for that instead of what can be pretty. I think it's just a side plus for them. Um, another, another thing that these two mentioned before, it's up to the eyes of the beholder of what they consider beauty. So for us, we might consider a bird beautiful while another species of a bird comparing to another bird might not find that beautiful. Um, so it just, it's a personal thing. I'd say it's a personal preference. And then birds have another level to it, as said Victoria, um, that they have to choose a better quality uh, mate for their selection. And that's all. I just Thank thought, you, Laura. Just to add to you, Lorraine, I remember you said today that the... Um, for humans, we have a deep history of beauty. Before we, uh, with the years, we started uh, analyzing it more. So I think maybe thousands of years ago, when we just appeared as a race, maybe at that time, we didn't see it that much. 
Maybe that is that's true. We have compared ourselves with the birds, but now there is a lot of philosophy behind beauty for us. We think more about it in comparison to the birds. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you on that, Victoria. Thank you. Thank so you. So I reached a, a conclusion. So yeah, um, so that wraps up our podcast. I want to thank you, Laura and Victoria, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And this concludes the Exploring Art podcast. So don't forget to subscribe to Exploring Art podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and please join us soon. And remember to stay curious. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Lorraine. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye, girls. See you next time. Bye, guys.